You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Family, friends, fans, and foes, it's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today on the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what we got to do. You have to hit us up on all the social media outlets. On the Twitter, we are at TNWPod. Send us a tweet. On Facebook, we are at Facebook, backslash Talking Wrestling. On Instagram, we are at Talking Wrestling Podcast on Instagram or at Instagram. Uh, we are also on Spotify. Rate, review, or follow us or share us or uh, join us on Spotify as well. Casey Corbin on Spotify as well. That's me, but the comedian. Uh, four albums. Check them out. What else? Uh, we are on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. If you give us a favorable review, five-star rating, we'll be grateful for that. Uh, where wherever popular podcasts are found, uh, also um, Facebook, I uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, well, I think we hit them all. I think we hit them all. That's where we are. So go to one of those places and find us, and uh, let us know. And if you want to send us a question for our upcoming Q and A annual Q and A, uh, you know where to do that at talkingwrestling at gmail now it's time, you know who it's time for who to bring in right now, over six feet away, social distanced, and likes to play, please welcome Reese Turner. All right. Wow, what's up, buddy? How are you? Did you hear that? That was like me opening a soda and saying hello at the same time. That's pretty impressive. Awesome. That is impressive. I uh, <laughs> I, I just opened a soda before I started this thing. So that's yeah. awesome. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Because we're maintaining the social distancing. So what do you got? What's your soda choice? Well, I'm a Diet Pepsi guy. I like Diet Pepsi. Pepsi choice. It's not my favorite drink. Oh, that's a very good uh, drink. The Blackberry Buble. Uh, yeah, it's wonderful. Right now, alternating on the Diet Pepsi, my backup is Orange Buble. So, oh, very nice. I mm-hmm. like that a lot. I'm trying to drink the Buble more because uh, I'm trying to get off of pop. Like I'm, uh, I know that yeah, sounds ridiculous, but one of my biggest addictions is soda pop. Like I, I drink soda pop. Like I drink soda pop more than water. And that's not good. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, I drink. Uh, sometimes I do that sometimes, but not a lot. Yeah, I'm at least four cans a day, uh, oh, which is. Shit. No, no, I know. It's crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you don't get to be this big without four cans a day of soda pop. I thought it was the gas. I thought you were on the gas. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Hey, um, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you uh, did you, uh, like right off the bat dynamite. Did you see it last night? Of course you did. Come on. Come on, yeah. Come on. Well, there was a what major hockey game last night. The Stanley Cup yeah, was presented. I didn't even care. Lord Stanley's Cup, uh, I didn't care about it at all last night because I'll tell you why. What a show. 
What a show! AEW bringing the house down, especially after the weak ass Monday Night Raw entry from WWE. Was they come and was Monday but, Night Raw on the road? Or Monday they, Night Raw wasn't on the road. It was still Thunderdome. It, yeah, still Thunder, but it was just piss poor. And then Dynamite came, and I was just like this: Yes, yes, you know, yeah, yes. Oh my God! It was a revelation. That was a wrestling show that. If you're not even a wrestling fan, you love that show. Well, I I saw I didn't see very much of it to be honest. I flipped back and forth in between the periods of the hockey game, and uh, and then I also went as soon as the game was over. Um, I went straight for it. I saw the main event, which was fantastic, um, and I saw what happened after the main event, which was also fantastic. And, uh, you know, but I didn't see anything that happened during the card. So I didn't see a whole lot. I saw uh, Andrada come out in a beautiful black suit. And uh, I I thought he joined the Dark Order. I thought I I thought at first I thought Evil Uno got an upgrade. And then I thought, why would you wear almost the same mask as Evil Uno? And then I realized I didn't even and then it's it's Andrada. Uh, Andrea, yeah, and uh, and he looks amazing, and yeah. uh, you got to remember, he's always been a luchador, and when he got to NXT, they made him take off the mask because they told him he was too good looking, and he's a handsome boy. He is a handsome boy. And look at I don't think an ugly guy is going to date Charlotte Flair. That's true. Once you're with the Flair family, there's some lookers there. Actually, I'm wrong. Conrad Thompson is not the best looker. <laughs> <laughs> and he's dating a flair so uh you know let him get it he can he can help you with your mortgage <laughs> that's hilarious yeah but yeah it was a good great card uh and like i sent you a video that i saw yesterday before i saw dynamite yes and it was it was alistair uh, the wrestler formerly known as alistair Black, Tom, tommy and tommy and uh, and it was a short, like almost a short film where he's in a psych ward and he's ta- talking to the doctors and he's essentially, yeah, like this is him describing, I think the WWE is a psych ward. And then he kills both the doctors and the devil made me do it out the room and the lights start to flicker. The lights flicker in an AEW dynamite during Cody Rhodes match. And then later when Arn Anderson's trying to talk, they turn right off, they turn right back on. And then there he goes and kicks Arn Anderson's head straight in his face. In the fanciest pair of shoes. So good. And then Cody Rhodes is like, what the hell? And that was too Sorry, Malachi Black was like this. Oh, no, it's okay, Cody. Go look at. Go look for your friend. It's okay, Cody. Go look. Talk to your friend, Cody. It's okay. And then Cody goes to talk to his friend. He goes, and then Alistair, sorry, Malachi Black kicks his damn head off too. What a debut. Perfect. Uh black masses all around it was great the video was great i loved the comparison to the last five years i've been in here because that's the exact time he's been in the wwe and in his mind he's been so frustrated that being in the wwe to him and limiting him to what he's able to do is like being in an insane asylum and or maybe the WWE had drove him to that, but that's what I got out of that. And uh, now he's out, and look out AEW. Um, yeah. And I don't think that this guy, this is one guy, 
in a organ in a, in a wrestling promotion full of factions. I don't think this guy's going to be in any faction. I just would like him to stay a lone wolf and just be fucking dangerous. I would like to see that as well. But if you ever decide to turn the Dark Order heel again, he would have to lead it. That's who they walk under is is this Malachi Black. He seems like uh, the type of person that you would want to follow if you were that type of person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Great stuff. And you know what? The Bucks keep, you know, the Bucks don't have to keep elevating their game every week, but they do. And I don't know why. Like the like the mustaches last week, I, I didn't want them to get rid of them. Now they don't have them anymore. And now they're wrestling in jean shorts. and, and Looking like some Billy Kidman type wrestlers from circa year 99. But they're so fantastic. And just yeah. that match last night against uh, Eddie Kingston and uh, and Penta was um, was amazing. Uh, I've never seen again uh, throwing thumbtacks in someone's mouth and then super kicking them is a, it's a new kind of craziness. Yeah, I've never seen that on mainstream wrestling television. I was tell- talking to a friend about it, and he's like, "Oh, I've seen that spot a couple times," and I'm like, "Yeah, but when did you see it on TV?" Yeah. Uh, yeah, never, never. That was it. Was such a great spot. Moxley's like my favorite chewing gum is thumbtacks. Uh, <laughs> rusty thumbtacks. Rusty thumbtacks. Rusty thumbtacks is what I wanted to name my first kid, but Renee said no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me introduce you to RT. <laughs> RT, RT party. What is that? Rusty <laughs> thumbtacks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Oh, man. What a a time to be a wrestling fan, man. AEW is making just a fantastic time. It's going to be great when when we get back to full audiences for the WWE and for AEW. And we can just just like, you know, it's just going to be awesome. And I can't wait to go and just scream my head off. Yeah, me neither. And I don't know where AEW was last night. But it did look like it did look like a uh, an amphitheater as well. The setup it was it was still I think it was still Daly's place, but they just switched back to its original format. Oh wow, weird. Okay, well, still they're hitting the road, and they They got one hundred percent full live audiences. I'm probably wrong though. I think it was in Miami actually. No, no, they were in Miami last night. They return to Daly's place next week, and then they hit the road. So, yeah, because they had the big. Daly's place uh montage last week at the end of the show which was yeah. really nice and uh and yeah congratulations to them like what yeah. a what a way what a way and to congratulations st- to jungle boy with his recent award for winning 50 aew matches being the first to 50 i just read somewhere that somebody doesn't like jungle boy because they think he has no charisma and oh, I'm, that's cool. I'm like, well, sometimes I'm, it's okay to be wrong. You know? <laughs> I was like, I was like, no charisma. What what matches are you watching? I know this poor this kid, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, has more <laughs> charisma in his foreskin than this man has in his entire body. I'm telling you, Jungle Jack Perry. Maybe it's hard to learn charisma when you grew up in a jungle. All right, maybe it's not as yeah. easy. Raised by damn wolves. How about that? You know, that's the truth. Truth. Truth bomb right there. So, uh, I uh, yeah, 50 matches. He's the first one to get there. 
And uh, what else happened on AEW last night? Because I missed the start of it. What was the uh, opening match? Because the opening match is also Cody always a barn burner. QT Marshall in a strap match. Oh Jesus! I will, I will be so happy when Cody gets out of wrestling his friends on the show and moves into the other roster. You know, like. It's always. I don't mind this. A don't, lot of people oh. hate on the Cody. I don't, I don't like. No, it's not about Cody. It's about I don't like QT Marshall. I think that guy is just terrible. And I'm not even. And I'm going to say this right now too. Not a big fan of Brock Anderson as well either. Whether it's Aaron's real son or fake son, it the is guy. His real son. The, well, the guy's got an ass starting from the back of his knees up to his shoulder blades. Like those tights <laughs> are a little too big, and. Brock, come is that his real name? Brock, probably. I guess so, but still, it, Dad's name is Arn for crying out loud. Well, what's name his kid? Leg, you know, or or something. Ledge, ledge. It's got yeah, because it's not arm, it's Arn. So I got the ledge. Oh yeah, ledge or legged, laid, legged, leg, leg, log, um, leg. I don't. Somebody, I think it was Cornette was saying on Cornette's thing was saying that basically AEW is turning into uh, Impact Wrestling, and uh, um, I don't think that's the case at all. Look at I don't think that is either. If if wrestlers get fired from the WWE, and those guys just happen to be at the top of the indie wrestlers list or the available wrestlers list right now, why would you not sign them? If they're the best yeah. wrestlers available, like, what, exactly. What what do they expect uh, another large promotion to do? Just be like this? No, people will talk too much if we sign this guy, even though he's really good. But people will say that we're just trying to be WCW again. Yeah, you know, get out of here, fucking fedora neckbeard fox. Leave the guys alone. Let them work. Like, let's see some good shit. Yeah, Jim like Barnett. exactly. Like you know. know. People sometimes people feel they sign with the WWE thinking this is going to be their life, and then they realize it's not for them. So what? They're not supposed to get picked up by any other organization yeah. because it reminds them the, of yeah. Impact Wrestling. Fuck off. Here's the thing: I I usually like Jim Cornette. Okay, like Jim Cornette says some stupid bullshit, but he also says some really cool stuff too. Some pretty insightful things. Yes, but like sometimes I think he just talks to hear himself talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He just flaps his lips. Hopes for the best. Goddamn. Yeah, you know, but I again, man, I, I'm a I'm I like Cornette. I'm in Camp Cornette three quarters of the time. But sometimes, Jesus Christ, Jim, shut up and let people have fun. Agreed. You know, like, yeah, let people get paid and shit. Why you gotta be such a negative Nancy all the time, brother? Relax. Yeah. Fucking smoke a doob and watch fucking Malachi Black kick Cody Rhodes' head off. That'll make you feel better. We're going to put $2,000 in a briefcase and put it up, and they're going to wrestle for it. Why? They're getting paid already. Yeah, but <laughs> no, what? Do it anyway. So they get $4,000 now instead of the 2000 that they're promised or whatever. You know? uh, exactly. <laughs> but that's it. Like, you know, but that's it. I think I, I posted this on a wrestling uh, Facebook group. At some points, we have to look to ourselves as being the problem, like the wrestling fan, the, the consumer of the product. We are too spoiled, I think, a lot of the time, and a lot of people are like this, oh, fuck this, this is dumb, blah, 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 blah. It's like, shut up, man. Like, like, do you remember what wrestling was like when I had to watch like Duke the Dumpster Drozzy versus uh, Phineas Godwin? Shut up. I don't want to watch a gar- garbage man wrestle a pig farmer. Like let them let them tell stories and mess around and try different shit. 
wrestling can grow. It's an art form. It can change. It could take different art, like different avenues. You don't have to be pigeonholed to one thing. One hundred percent agreed. Oh, yeah, very opinionated today. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hot take. Hot take. Yeah. Hot cakes from hot takes. Um, hot takes. The uh, now I don't know now I, I don't know if you know this because you're new to the show. Uh, it is today. Well, what is today? July seventh. Is today seventh? Today is July seventh, two thousand twenty. Today is July seventh. Today is uh, is the, the fourth year. Well, not today. Actually, I think July fourth is maybe the fifth. I, the first week of July this week mm-hmm. is this week, yeah. the fourth year anniversary. Of Never Sleeps Networks talking wrestling. Happy anniversary! Yeah, thank you very much, and happy anniversary to you. I know you've only been here a few months, but uh, any favorite episodes over the last four years? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, that one that I guessed it on, and I wouldn't shut up about Chris Jericho. That well, that one was that was when I decided we had to be together, and <laughs> that would lead to where we are now. So that's a good episode to like. That was a great episode. I loved when we had when we had Colt Cabana uh, on the show. Yes, uh, and uh, Colt Cabana thought I was just sitting in this room hacking cigarettes <laughs> to death, and he's just like, "Oh, it's been smoky in there," and I'm like, "This, yeah, it is, buddy." Yeah. And he's like, "This, oh, is that weed?" And <laughs> like, I think he's just like, "Oh, I've made a huge mistake." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Sorry, Colt, we love you, boom boom. Yeah, we do, we do. Uh... <laughs> That was the only, yeah, that was the one of the only interviews of the year so far. And there will be more interviews uh, this year, yeah. uh, in case you're uh, fans of the old format of the show. Because I realized at the end of the year, uh, I usually do a year review of all the best clips. And if I don't have any clips of any interviews... I don't have a show. It's just another show of me and you. You know, like hey, that's pretty cool too. But yeah, you're right. We should we should let's get somebody. Let's so, get uh, some some people. We're gonna we're gonna work on getting some people in this next year. Year four. Get some people, some good candy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna get old. We're get we're gonna get some good candy, boys. Let's let storm the weddings of good candy, boy. Oh my God. So one time I, I went I went to uh, Calgary and uh, to do some shows and yeah. uh, I, as I was in Calgary uh, I emailed Lance Storm saying I'm in Calgary for a couple weeks could I come by um, the Storm Academy and yeah. just look around and just check it out and ask you a few questions and or ask the wrestlers a few questions and if you guys all want to come out to uh, the laugh shop that weekend, you're more than welcome on me. I'll give you all a big booth. And, uh, and he's like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, Lance Storm emailed me back. And, and I was like, I don't have time to have people over for, uh, walkabouts and interviews. And I barely have, to. he just explained how he's too busy to be doing anything, but thank you. And was really nice. And I was like, He's saying how he doesn't have any time, but I'm just impressed that he emailed me back. You know, I'm like, I'm like, of all people to email me back, it's Lance Storm, and yeah. so and like, I'm like, is this really Lance Storm? And then I start reading it again. It's like, if I can be serious here for a minute, uh, it is Lance Storm. Oh my god! So, um, yeah, and uh, and that that is very cool. I think over uh, the 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 past four years. 
Um, I'll always say my favorite episodes are uh, Ted DiBiase because he was the first big wrestler that uh, we got on the show thanks to Ryan Denis and Jan Murphy for hooking me up uh, in that first year with so many guests. Um, uh, the uh, uh, Who else? Uh, so Ted DiBiase, Jimmy Hart again, Ryan Murphy, Ted, and Ryan and uh, Ryan Ryan Murphy, uh, Ryan Jan Murphy, Murphy and Jan Denis. Ryan Murphy is a is a movie maker who makes uh, gay, uh, gay very gay oriented storylines, but really good movies, um, or or series like Halston on Netflix, really good, um, as long as you don't mind gay storylines. Anyways, what does that have to do with anything? Well, I'm just saying the name's wrong, but. Um, <laughs> It's Chad Murphy and Ryan Denny and those guys, also great guests on the show. They helped me out enormously in the first couple of years. Uh, Jan used to run Chinlock Wrestling. He still does. I was a sponsor for a show, uh, you know, so I got to I got a show poster with the Talk and Wrestling logo on it, and MJF is on the poster. Uh, he was, he didn't sign the poster because he no showed the card, but. Um, oh. But Billy Gunn was there. The show signed by all the wrestlers on the poster were there. They all signed the poster. So I have this autograph poster that's and it's and talking wrestling, and I'm very very happy with it. And um, you know, just uh, I wanted to take the show to wrestling conventions and stuff like that. Unfortunately, we haven't got the chance yet. Um, yeah, but doing it soon, baby. But it it can happen anytime soon. Once anytime. once you know, this show is about and celebrates wrestling and the last year we have been in a pandemic and once wrestling comes back reese and i are going to be at super kicked we're going to be we're going to be at um at smash toronto we're going to be at iws in montreal we're battle war we're going to be at uh greek town we're going to go to c4 in ottawa yeah we're going to go to hamilton and check out their shows like we're reese and i are going to be you know Everybody's gonna know us because we're gonna be the coolest guys that aren't wrestling. So I'm gonna be really stoned and cheering for all the heels, and you'll notice me because I'll be really loud. <laughs> I'm the be- I love doing it. Uh, my co-host on my film podcast, Walter Ling, was a manager at Battle War, and uh, I'm the- proud to say I was one of the starters of the "fuck you, Walter" chant. That oh. I got my good friend completely almost booed out of a ring <laughs> because he was a heel manager, uh, and it was beautiful. I love him so much. I love wrestling. I cannot wait until we can be surrounded by wrestling every everywhere, everywhere. It's coming. It's coming. The yeah. fact that All Out is happening, and it's happening like very soon, uh, you know, is exciting. Uh, jo- Jordan Hoth, who's been on the show, Twice yeah. he was on our uh, New Japan episode where we did the uh, the Tokyo Dome review from earlier this year, and uh, he has he's putting on he put an extra ticket on um, up for grabs on the in the uh, Mega Powers on Facebook. The Mega Powers Facebook group is a group for comedians in Canada who happen to also be wrestling fans, which is ninety percent of them. Add me to this fucking group, bro. Are you not in the group? Add me to the group. <laughs> you believe me? It comes with a f- official handshake. It goes like this: the mega, mega, mega powers, and then you you shake hands. 
Yes, you know, exactly. Like, see, I already know the handshake. Just let me in the group. Oh, well, I'll put you in the group as soon as this episode's over. Oh, my um, God. The fact that I'm now going to find this whole new brother on is... Uh, oh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, baby. also great episode. Tommy Dreamer, another great episode. K. Trevor Wilson, a fantastic episode. Uh, uh, Ken Reed from Sportsnet, great episode. Um, Jeepers. So Can we get, what's his name? RJ City. Yes, we have, and he's fantastic. Can we get the guy, uh, the, the, the Wrestling Canada guy? It's your boy. It's, uh, you know, the guy who does all the stupid oh one day wwe will come back to canada and he's like looks like he's stuck in a digital basement who I mean the guy that just does the wwe canada stuff yeah what's like wwe name? canada welcome back uh, blah, 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 blah. yeah it's me it's your boy it's scott blah, blah, or something like that i can't remember his name you know what's funny is the wwe even makes yeah. up those names <laughs> because okay well let's get that guy because remember there was a guy on um on on tsn or something or on a tsn show and his name was arda orcal which we've had on the show arda orcal and he was involved with wrestling and then he went to the wwe and they gave him a completely different name just to do exactly what you're talking about he was that guy that's crazy eh so um yeah that is crazy uh what else uh, i think back in the four years i think um i'm thinking uh who else do i who else was great uh on the show um that was surprisingly great i i try to think too uh we haven't had many girls on the show surprisingly enough uh allison door from howl and roar has been on the show uh she was very fond telling us about the early days where she used to carry a picture of the rock everywhere she went in the in her wallet. Um, Michelle Shaughnessy was on with her husband from Degrassi, uh, Snake. Uh, so he was the uh, the first Snake we've had on the show. Uh, we haven't had Jake the Snake. I don't know why I said that, but um, <laughs> but that is now just question. yes. In your in your four years, have you like have, I I remember saying. I, have you talked about the NWO that much? Because I remember you saying that you wanted to do some NWO stuff. Um, that is a that's kind of funny that you um, that you brought that you bring that up because um, I was just thinking the other day, and I was thinking about. Um... Oh shit. I love it. It's somebody else's anniversary today. 25 this years. This service announcement is brought to you by the New World Order. New, 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 new World Order. Uh, 25 years. New World Order. 25 years. We lasted for the NWO 25 years ago. Changed the business. Changed yeah. the landscape. Changed yeah. the climate. And they changed everything. Everything. Can you okay? First of all, let's just start with like. Okay, so Scott Hall wants more money. He wants more money. He wants a raise. He wants to go to Japan for some side gigs because he's yeah. just not getting it done. He's not happy with what he's being paid, and he's being paid great. 
a lot, handsomely. you know. You're being paid handsomely. Uh, so, here, so Vince uh, says, we don't pay you in guarantees. We pay you in opportunities. And uh, and uh, they forced, uh, he, he called up his buddy, apparently DDP, uh, heard wind that he wasn't happy. Next thing you know, he's on the phone with Eric Bischoff. Uh, Bischoff gives him a guaranteed deal. Uh, he tells Nash, who's done at the same time, who's also not happy. Na- so, therefore, Nash and Hall go to the WCW and are the first two people to get guaranteed money and guaranteed contracts. Contracts such as uh, they will be the highest paid wrestlers within the within the WCW and if any wrestler comes in and makes more than them, they get bumped up to his level. So they'll always be on the top. You know who had the same contract? Courtney Cox on Friends. Smart. She said that the first year she didn't have to worry about not being worth, like, the first couple of years they were all on different contracts before they all bonded together and got one, you know, one contract and uh, type thing. But she never had to worry because she was always at the top. So if somebody got a raise and got bumped up to above her, she matched them and was always at the top. That's a very similar contract. Uh, this contract it would change wrestling now because now wrestling is filled with guaranteed contracts. Yeah. And uh, and it should be that way. Um, yeah, indeed. So, so Hall and Nash come in. And uh, first of all, it's just Hall. Second of all, it's just Nash. And back then... We didn't know they were people. There was no internet. We didn't know people were leaving, and no. show you know like, so by the time it came to the third member and who the third member was, the guessing could have been anybody and everybody, everybody. and and uh, even when you go to that match, the the uh, what do they call it? The invasion or the the match itself was like Luger, Sting, Which, and, yeah, and and Macho. Macho against yeah. the outsiders um but it was called the they were called it wasn't an invasion it was i can't remember what it was called but they kept calling it something but anyways um the match was a two on three for the whole time and uh they they didn't know who the third member would be and as you watch the match and you watch the match you know, I, I watched it again, trying not to fit, trying not to pretend like I don't know what's going to happen. But when I look at like, okay, so if it wasn't Hogan, it was supposed to be Sting. That was what yeah. they were going with. That would have never worked. It would have never because Sting is their ultimate warrior, and the ultimate warrior would never be a bad guy. And the same with Sting. I don't ever see Sting being a bad guy it's just not in his dna no matter what color his hair is and <laughs> and so i rule so i so as i'm watching it it's not going to be sting and if, and then you look at these two guys are from up north well macho man seems to be the right fit and not only yeah. that if Mach, if it was macho man who was also in that match he would be the leader of those two yeah totally yeah, of course it could have been macho man and at the time you're thinking, but then you think about it more, and you keep on thinking. You keep on thinking, oh, those guys are from up north, but are they? Yep. 
No, they were in WCW before they went north. So they're coming home. So then I start yeah. looking at who else in this match did that? Lex Luger. Lex Luger went up and had a good... And not only that, he was up there at the same time Nash was and at the same time Hall was. Luger was there as well the whole time those two guys were there. And how did how did Luger come back? By coming through the audience, invading on Nitro, and just sort of standing there. Yeah. Very, so that makes sense. Very, very similar to the NWO. And Luger also back then looked like a million fucking dollars. Yeah. See, this is why I loved the... It was like the who shot JR slash Mr. Burns situation. It could be literally the way it was written. It could have been a lot of people, you know, and especially in that match. Yeah. Everybody had a reason to, to, to kind of, it could have been that person. Like they could have turned on and it, or it could have been somebody who was debuting. That's what made it so great. And then when you see Hogan run down to make the save. You still don't, you, like you still don't think you, you know what? No, you're like, there's my boy. Get him Hulk. Come on, baby. Yeah. And then you see like the moment where you're like something is up is where he's standing at the ropes and you could tell like now in retrospect knowing what you know he's literally shitting his pants when he's like this I'm about to change my whole career this will work or not here we go and you can see that moment in his face beauty wow okay wow. okay let's just stop there have we even even thought about that on no. what he would be doing to his career if it doesn't work. Yeah. It's if it doesn't work, oh my God. So like just think about that. I, I'll tell you when I realized it was Hogan was when Bobby Heenan, who kind of fucking ruins it on commentary, where they're going in and they're all cheering that Hogan's there. And Bobby Heenan, who has always been anti Hogan, had to yeah. say, We don't know which side he's on. And I'm like, well, Heenan, why do you have to fucking ruin it? Yeah. He I ruins it. it. Right there, yeah. he ruins it. Yeah. It's like, just let us, pl let it play it out, Bobby. Fuck. Well, just knowing what you know, but I don't think at the time it really ruins it as much. I don't know. Oh, it's still the biggest it's, it's, moment, you know. one of the biggest moments. In, look at two, two of the biggest moments in wrestling history is Hogan slamming Andre and Hogan dropping a leg on Macho. And everybody shits on him at the end of the promo when he said this is the new world wrestling organization. But yeah. at the beginning of it, he got it right. He said, we are the new world order of wrestling. So yeah. people shit on him at the end. I'm like, how many times do you want to say it correctly? You know, people get fucking pissy about stupid shit. You know what I mean? Especially like wrestling fans, we're notoriously... Uh, prone to being pissy for stupid bullshit. Like it was a great moment. And then, but and like then, I have some moments. Do you have UK? I got some moments. You want to talk? Let, let's let's talk about. How about this for the NWO? Let's do an NWO special right now for a little bit. All right. And for like I uh, top ten NWO members, top worst NWO members, and we'll do the moments. So we might as well just start with the moments because we're talking my number one moment right now, which is the the Hogan yes. turn. Like that was that's my number one moment. My, my that's my number one moment too. I yeah. think and all of these my number two moment, uh, I think, um is is just uh Hogan and the Rock. 
Hollywood Hogan versus The Rock. That that was great. That stare down. That main event. Okay. That WrestleMania that put the like the same WrestleMania that had Hunter and Sting in it. Where was it? That WrestleMania that had Hunter versus Sting. No. Well, okay. Well, that wrestle or was that San Francisco? I don't remember. No, that was that I, I, okay. I like this one. The the rumor of the San Francisco. I think it was San Francisco. Hunter's wrestling Sting, and then uh, DX comes into the match, and oh, then the end or the NWO comes into the match, and then DX comes into the match, and it's a right. like WCW. That was fun, but that's not one so of the moments. None of these, none of those new moments of new NWO even touched my list. No, no. For for no me, moments. for me. Okay, for yeah. me. Um, yeah. Uh, Okay, so that I, was your second. Moment? No, no, no. Was for me, second? for me, yeah. it was second. Mo- my okay. second favorite moment, uh, Hog Wild. We have, uh, we have, we have Luger, and we have the Giant against uh, Hogan and um, and uh, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was in the midst of playing in the NBA Finals. He was in yeah, between, okay. like he was in. Be- Saturday night he played. Monday night he played. Sunday night he wrestled at Hog Wild. Uh, no, no sporting organization would is ever gonna let an athlete leave like like in the middle of the final no. just go no. to do like, that to Jews go like wrestle and something that he can get hurt in. And I'll tell you, Rodman, good wrestler for an outsider, and not only that. The only person I have ever seen leapfrog the Big Show or the Giant. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he could. Fucking right, he could. He he matches up pretty well to the Big Show. They're yeah. almost the same height. Rodzilla oh, yeah. versus the fucking Big Show. That is the you know. And I love. <laughs> That's your number two moment. It's just well, my number two moment is Rodman. Just nice. just okay. he just the fact that he yeah. he took the NWO. And brought it to brought that swagger to the Bulls. Hey, yeah, they that. might not have won if it wasn't for Robin Swagger. Okay, they had Michael Jordan, but still, I, I'm. But still, and Scottie Pippen and everybody else. But still, uh, Robin was a big part of that team and NWO for life. Uh, you, you give me a moment. My second moment, uh, I think, would be the. Uh, it's kind of this, like again, it's it's not really a moment; it's a thing, and it's the feud with Sting. Yeah, it was the whole thing, like the whole thing with Sting. Like they bring in the fake Sting, and then there's the moment where Sting, a whole bunch of Stings are there, and then there's the Sting under the Sting mask. There's just so many good moments wrapped up in that, and then he ends up joining the Wolf Pack. But like, there's just a whole bunch of really good moments where and Sting became the standard bearer for WCW. And Sting joining the Wolf Pack at first, when you think Sting joins the NWO, it doesn't make sense because what I said, Sting should never be a bad guy. Um, yeah. But you got to remember, the NWO Wolf Pack separated from the NWO because they turned face. They, they were the, the faces, face and then the yeah. faces were going to wrestle. Hollywood, NWO Hollywood were the heels, and then they added so many to each roster that that when they came back and made NWO Elite, you kind of had a better NWO than what you originally had. Um, yeah. However, see how many members were in the NWO? Oh, total, t- too many, too many, like like fifty, maybe fifty, <laughs> like a lot, a lot, a lot. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. 
Like, look at it. it, it, it How it, many people are in the Illuminati? Okay. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not the thing I'm looking for. The, um, the, okay. So another thing I loved about the NWO is because everybody was busy joining the NWO and joining this, it really oh, left DDP on his own to fight the NWO. And DDP was the best face at that time, and he's the only guy that got any piece of the NWO because Hall and Nash were his buddies, and they let him yeah. get it on them. And and just that pushed DDP through the roof. DDP's yeah. feud with Macho Man, him and Kimberly yeah. Page, and Macho and Elizabeth, and then holding nice Kimberly stuff. Page down and spray painting her, and all that was gorgeous. Um, DDP... You know, I really thought the WWE dropped the ball when they brought DDP in. 100%. Because, they fucked up the best thing in wrestling. Yeah, DDP. idiot. Look at in DDP, in, 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 in WCW, DDP was known as the people's champion. And yeah. in, the, in the WWE, The Rock was the people's champion. How can we not put people's champion versus people's champion? Why did they let? Why did they fuck up DDP so bad? Bring him as a fucking stalker, like idiots. Stalking the Undertaker's it. fourth wife or third wife or second it. wife. It didn't make any so sense. I got so mad. But my second, my third moment is actually the same. Is DDP getting over on the NWO? Yes. <laughs> it's like most of my moments with the NWO was like if somebody managed to get over on them. In that moment where he's in the ring with Hall and Nash, and then he just like shakes Hall's hand. And then Hall goes to turn away, and DDP's like, nah, pulls him back in, diamond, diamond cutter. cutter, out goes Nash, he takes off his shirt, bang! Yeah. We used to do a thing in high school, this is how much me and my friends like DDP, do you understand? When we were in high school, if we threw up the diamond, if we saw one of each other in the school wandering the halls, if we threw up the diamond cutter sign, the diamond, and the other one looked at it, you had to wait there while we walked over and it gave you a diamond cutter in the hallway. Like, yeah. you had to wait and take a diamond cutter. That's how oh. much we love DDP. I just what gave, a man. I just gave myself high fives all the time. Self high five. And then and then played and then the and then I played the fake uh, the fake Nirvana music. You know, yeah. DDP was DDP against the NWO was absolutely perfect. And that was that was my those those yeah those were my moments. Those were my moments too. So our third moment matches. Yeah, like that. Okay, let's go. First first moment matched, and a third moment matched. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, let's do our worst our worst members of NWO. Top ten worst members of NWO. This is this one was too too easy. Yeah, then, me too. Let's run it in backwards order. Okay. Who do you have the number ten worst member of NWO? Uh, Bubba Rogers, Big Bubba Rogers, the big boss man. Did you even know he was there? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. He was I, he was okay. there three months and then gone. Yeah. It's it's funny because he was going to be my number ten as well. But then I decided against it and put Brian Adams instead. Oh, I didn't even remember him singing any songs in WCW. Yeah, no, you're so useless, this guy. Cut like a knife right out of there, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Run to you. I don't even know where you are. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hated it. Honestly, um, he was useless. I don't think he won one match as a member of the NWO. I don't even know if he was in a match as the NWO. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I you know. know what? He was so he was so non-existent. Crush, uh, yeah. I, I don't even have him on my worst NWO p- personnel list. Uh, number nine, 
I have. Wait, 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 wait. Who do we want to give number ten? Bubba Rogers or Brian Adams? Where do you have Bubba? I don't even have him on my list. Well, it sounds like he deserves to be at number ten. I let him because know what? Because know what? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because okay. So do you want to make a tie between Brian Adams and Bubba? Uh, yeah, former, sure. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Brian. Because I'm, I'm writing them down so we can recap. Brian Adams. Okay, number nine. Who do you got? Michael Wall Street. First of all, horrible name. Just call him Mike Rotundo. That's what he was before yeah. he was in WCW. That's what he should be now. You know, we don't need, just because he went and became IRS somewhere else, doesn't mean you have to make his last name Wall Street. People still know he's Mike Rotundo, and it's pointless yeah. that he's even in the WWE. It's like, what, you put an NWO shirt on him and sunglasses, and you can make him different? No, he looks like he never fit in. He never belonged. Just because Ted's there doesn't mean that he belongs there. He shouldn't even have been in it. Uh, it's like a joke. That. Michael Wall Street is my number nine. Okay, I don't have him that low. I have him higher on my list as, right. as useless. I have him a higher number. I have him as my fifth most shitty member. Yeah, okay. So, But uh, for my number nine, I have Dusty Rose. Very useless as well. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't do shit except for strut around in leather jackets. Well, that's you what know, a that lot way. of that's what a lot of these people did. They didn't Ooh. wrestle in matches. They just like, came out. I love, but the thing is, it's like also I think I I added this because also there's like a layer of disappointment there. You know yeah. what I mean? For me, it's like I love Dusty Rhodes, and this was like lowest form Dusty Rhodes for me. Yeah. Okay. I don't have Dusty so, on my list, but uh, but he's definitely both of these guys are definitely on there. So. We can put, who's your number nine? Are you saying number nine is Dusty? Yeah, I have number nine is Dusty. Okay, let's go with that, and we'll put Wall Street up. He's more useless okay. than, than, than yeah. Exactly. Dusty Rhodes. Okay. Okay, All so right. my, my my number eight, uh, my number eight is The Disciple. I have him at two. Oh, that's really that's Because really all good. he does is stand behind Hulk Hogan and is a heater. And he's not even bigger than Hogan. And uh, the best thing he ever did was when he was standing behind Hogan and the warrior was like, who are you? His barber? That was the best yeah. thing. That was the best yeah. thing that they could That's do true. with the disciple. Because it was Brutus Beefcake. And he's You're a right. fucking joke. And uh, the disciple is one of the biggest fucking jokes in the NWO. Okay, so who do you have at number eight? Number eight? Well, yeah. Speaking of Hogan, let's go with his nephew, Horace Hogan. What happened to him? See, I have him way higher. I have him at number three. Look at anything on this list, you're shit. So mm. I, I, it's sad that Dusty Rhodes is on a shitty list, and so know, is Mike Rotundo. But look at fucking, I got Horace Hogan at eight, and number seven, I got one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. So Number seven, I have a wrestler who's pretty decorated. But who do you have as number seven? Well, a lot of people say he's the greatest wrestler of all time. Shawn Michaels. Never should have been yeah, in the I NWO. Don't, yeah. I don't even consider him a member of NWO, so he's not on my list. I don't even like him walking. Look, he never came out to NWO music. He just fucking oh. came out in an NWO shirt dancing around a fucking sexy boy. Yeah. No. He doesn't count. He, he doesn't count. He's disqualified. Okay, so he can be disqualified. That's fine. My well, number seven is Jeff Jarrett. Uh, I think Jeff Jarrett is not on the worst list, and I don't think he's on the best list. 
but I, I think he's somewhere in the middle. Look at yeah, Jeff Jarrett had a look at the plan was to let Brett be the leader, and then Goldberg kicked him in the fucking head, and yeah. Jeff Jarrett had to step it up, and they gave him the spot because Nash and Hall didn't really want to do it anymore. And, still didn't do it that well, though. And like still, you know, then then Vince Russo was booking at that point. And Jeff the stuff that Jeff Jarrett did, like Jeff Jarrett's WCW run, people hate. But, yep. um, you know, it's not his fault he had to drop the title to David Arquette. And it's not his fault he had to do all the shit that Vince Russo fought for him. The fact is, slap nuts, great phrase, very funny. And I love, I, I like Jeff Jarrett in WCW. Uh, in, in WCW 2000. I just don't like Jeff Jarrett, period. I think that's my problem with Jeff Jarrett. See, I I, like, I like him because of Owen Hart. And then when they were a tag team partner, I really liked them as a tag team. I okay, also so like the movie Life with Mikey, Michael J. Fox. Where, Who's uh, your number six? Number six? Uh, Is it Michael J. Fox? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, Ron and Don. Ron and Don. Holy shit. That's mine too. Number six, Ron and Don Harris. Yeah, Ron. Ron. <laughs> fucking waste of space. Waste of fucking cue balls, bud. DOA, yeah. dead on arrival. Yeah, no thank you. Garbage. Garbage. So, Number five, who do you got? Well, okay. So this isn't going to be a surprise one, but my number yeah. five is Eric Bischoff. Because I'll tell you why. See, exactly. That look says everything. Eric yeah. Bischoff, I'll tell you why. I don't. Eric Bischoff is on the worst list, is because uh, Ted DiBiase was the original guy, money man behind the NWO, and then all of a sudden Bischoff wants to join, and he doesn't want to be an announcer and behind the thing anymore. Now he wants to be Mister Wrestler, popular guy too. That's fucking terrible. The whole thing between him sitting on a motorbike at a pay-per-view waiting for Vince McMahon and then counting him out because Vince McMahon didn't show up at a WCW pay-per-view to wrestle him. Fuck off, Eric Bischoff. Like, I just, I have, look at, Bischoff has done a lot of great things, but putting himself in the NWO just so he can walk out and be Hogan's fucking butt buddy for every week, fuck off. Number five, that's why he's there. I didn't have Eric Bischoff on my list. I know it's it's uh, he's in the middle. I have him in the middle. He's he's because like he did some good things with with the NWO. Well, of course he did. He created the NWO. Yeah. Also, the role of of being this kind of like. But I'm talking about the character Eric Bischoff. Yeah, me too. Uh, Also, like yeah, me too. (laughs) And he also like he was the the being that kind of executive in charge playing havoc. Was it was was him? They they started that, it, you know what I mean. I don't know. So I, I don't like. No, don't know. I like that. I, I honestly I like it. So like that's why he's not on either list. My number four though is David Flair. Hey, Bing 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 Bing. You got it too. Yeah. The best thing David Flair did was take Tori Wilson's virginity. That's oh, man. That is the best thing that he's done, and not killed himself like his brother. Those oh, are the Jesus. two best things. He, woo! Yeah, I said it. I said okay. it. Wow. David Flair. I like David Flair better when he was with Daphne. That's all like I'm going to say. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, yeah, but David Flair. Okay, number three. Who? My turn? Who do I have? Yeah, because I have David Flair, too. Okay, so number three, yeah. Louis Spicoli. Uh, yeah, okay. I didn't have Louis Spicoli because I forgot about him. I had Horace Hogan in this one. Well, the great thing is, is you forgot about Louis Spicoli because he's worth forgetting about. R.I.P. Louis. But sorry, Louis. Uh, but yeah, that's why Louis my number right. three. 
Uh, right. Number two, I have this disciple. So I think our number ones. Who do you have number no, wait, two? Number two, number two, I have NWO Sting. Okay, one hundred percent. NWO Sting does belong on the list. NBA, yeah. I, and they called him Stink. By the way, yes. NWO Stink. <laughs> when we when we uh, we called him Stang. Oh, Stang. Uh, yeah, NWO. Okay, um, let's um, let's get a, let's get Sting on the list for sure. So we'll take Eric Bischoff out. We'll put Sting in there. Okay. And we'll okay, keep David cool. Flair. We'll keep we gotta keep Louis Piccoli. Yeah. My number two is the disciple. Uh yeah, I so had him who's your number who's your number one? V- uh, Vincent slash Virgil. Number one for every reason. <laughs> yeah. With a bullet. With a bullet. First of all, fucking Ted DiBiase doesn't even like this guy. And, yeah. you know, and that's the only reason why they brought him in. And, oh, when they brought him up to WWE, we're going to make fun of Dusty Rhodes. We're going to name him Virgil. Uh, so now when he goes to WWE, when he goes to WCW, they're gonna, we're going to make fun of their booker. We're going to name him Vincent. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't matter. This guy, he's supposed to be the heater. He's the smallest guy in the NWO, maybe be, yeah. beating, being bigger than six. And you know what? He didn't. He had one like. match, one match, and he, he's a bum. He's a bum yeah. to this day. Uh, I had a chance to get him on the show. Did I turned it down? I didn't want him because uh, you know. Hey, look at. Yeah. I asked Ted DiBiase, "What's it with Virgil?" And he said, uh, "His elevator doesn't go all the way to the top." <laughs> uh, hilarious. So so that's so you know what we match up quite I think out of all the top tens that we've done we've matched up more on this one there. than yeah. I know when we do the top ten best we're gonna match up a lot probably well let's let's start let's see so who's your number ten for the top ten NWO members okay let's, for let's keep, I'm gonna keep a very detailed list here and I'm willing to fight for my members here. for number ten I have yeah. uh, the only wrestler um. To appear as a member of DX and as a member of the NWO on Nitro and on Raw on the same night. Rick Rude. Eh? Rick Rude. See, he, everybody Rick says Rude. Six is the only guy to be in both factions. No. They forget about Rick Rude. Yeah. No, Rick Rude, I don't have him on this list. Just for that fact alone, I put him at number yeah. 10. Well, it's a it's a good argument, but I don't have him on the list. That's all right. Do enough. He didn't do enough in the jersey. That's all right. I mean. That's cool. My my number ten is Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Big old buff the stuff. Bagwell. Now we have to remember that he he wasn't even he wasn't even. Uh, hold on a second. What's going on? Where battery's gonna? Uh, my battery's getting low on on my 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 video, but we're almost done here. So, yeah. oh yeah, Buff Bagwell. I have him yeah. at uh, number eight. So I have him pretty I have high. A better, I have a better wrestler at number eight because so I like think to- I think Buff Bagwell, uh, his at his greatest moments in his career, he was with the NWO. Yeah, but the, I would still say that there's a better members that I I liked a bit more. I think so. I put him at number ten. I don't know about number eight. I put number eight. I, I, my number nine. Okay, so I had Rick Rude at ten. Yeah, my, I num, see. my number nine. Um, yeah. 
it could flip it was with Buff Bagwell a lot. You could flip flop these guys if you want. Uh, Scott Norton. Okay. Scott Norton. I Scott Norton's my number nine as well. So so we've we've kind of you could flip flop those two guys. I think either way, I'm happy with them because they're I kind of grouped them together. Um, see, I have Bagwell at ten, Norton at nine. You have Rude at ten, Norton at nine. My number eight was Kurt Hennig. I don't have Kurt heading down because he left to be a cowboy, and I wasn't happy. With yeah, that. but his run with the NWO, I enjoyed. I enjoyed watching him there. I'm, I'm a fan, so that's why I have him on the list and not Rick Rude. All right. All right. So, so I have him at number eight. Who did you have at number eight again? I have uh, Buff Bagwell. Okay, so for right now, let's keep let's keep Scott Norton and Buff Bagwell as the as ten and nine. Okay, Rick Rude. Let's put Rick Rude slash Kurt Henning together because they're both from Minneapolis, and they yeah, both and left, they went to the same school. And, shit, and, and not only that, they left certain factions at the same time of the NWO. I'll agree with you. No, um, I'll agree with you. So now um, I'm down to my number eight. I okay. Who's your no? Your number eight was uh, Buff Bagwell. You said. Oh, right? oh, twin nine eight. Okay, yes. Now I'm down to seven. number seven. Uh, I found uh, I really started to like this wrestler when he became popular within the NWA Wolfpack, and it is uh, Conan. Ooh, his 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 genre in the Wolfpack would le- would make him uh, would would help him become part of the LWO with Eddie Guerrero and uh, Hole Hundole, you know, like all that Conan stuff, like you know. I really, I kind of thought he was good. I thought See, I was good. I have, I have Conan higher. I have him at number five. Wow. All right. Yeah, because I really enjoyed Conan for that reason. A lot of the reasons you're talking about, I really. But I also enjoyed him before. I liked his finisher, the Tequila Sunrise. I liked that it was named after a Cypress Hill song. Uh, Conan spoke to me. He was when when the Wolf Pack became a thing. Yeah. And he was in it. I'm like, this guy is the only one whose aesthetic matches the music. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I was do like, this agree with that. Cool. Yeah, he's cool as shit. That's why I have him at number five. At number seven, I have Scott Steiner. Okay, I <laughs> I have Big Papa Pump at number five. That's hilarious. Not because he's not because of Scott Steiner. I specifically put him down as Big Papa Pump. Because he reinvented himself right. as Big Papa Pump, and he Holla! was fucking entertaining as Big yeah. Papa Pump. Except his yeah. body—he got too big, and he couldn't wrestle anymore. That's the downside. That's why, that's why I have him at number seven because his work wasn't as fun as when he was like working with his brother. Because he wasn't as nimble, he wasn't able to do like the Frankenstein'ers and yeah. stuff as much. So that's why I have him at seven. So who do you have? So we have matching seven and fives, but flipped. Who do you have at six? I have Sting. Well, I have the obvious answer, six. You have six. Again, I'm against Sting being a part of any of NWO of any NWO, so I can't have Sting in any of my NWOs. I, now I have him on my list because it is the Wolfpack Sting and I really like the whole thing, the chase, all of the story that involved him and when he finally was like I'll pick a side, but it's the good side, you know, and it was still like that yeah. I liked it. No, I liked it so it spoke no. to me. 
Go I don't back like in the six, rafters. I don't think he did enough. Back in the rafters with you, Sting. Yeah, six I don't think did enough. You don't think he did enough? No. Who do you think was holding down all those light heavyweight matches? Uh, Eric Bischoff. No. <laughs> uh, I Give have... me some memorable, just off the top of your head, memorable six matches. Yeah, Jericho, uh, Guerrero. Um, fucking uh, with uh, uh, Juventud Guerrero. Uh, See for me, Hoovy and Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. Like, oh, while talking about NWO moments, Kevin yeah, Nash throwing up. throwing uh, Rey Mysterio at that trailer like a like a dart was one of them. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I have six at six. We can come back to that. We're at five. Have- We've. Five Steiners, Steiner and Conan. So four. So four. Who do you have at four? Randy Savage. I don't have Randy Savage in my list. I do. When he came back and he helped Hogan win the belt against Piper, uh, or sorry, retain the belt against Piper. His feud with DDP in the NWO. You're right. You're right. Piper. A huge Macho Man fan. Okay, Macho's got to be on here somewhere. So we got to come back. Okay. So how about we make? What about this? We make Macho Man number six, depending on how strong your number four is. Who's your number four? Well, again, my number four, well, yeah. is Dennis Rodman. I have Rodman there because, again, he he trans he took the NWO outside of wrestling. How about we make Dennis Rodman number six and Randy Savage number four? I'm fine with that. Okay. And then three, two, one are just are just simple. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay, almost so at a who, point where you could where you should just put them all as one. You know. Who do you who do you have in what order though? I have it as three, I have Hogan, two I have Hall, one I have Nash. I have three Hall, two Nash, one Hogan. Uh the Ooh. reason being is you can't you know, at first when you saw it all happening down and and it is Hall and Nash that do the invading and everything, but again, yeah. it wouldn't have been what it was. If uh, Luger was the guy, it wouldn't have been what it was if Sting was the guy. There's only it only became what it was because of Hollywood Hogan. If Hogan didn't take that chance and and flipped, like come on, man, Hogan was done. Hogan was done. Hall never Hall never was never a world champion. So I'll make Hall number three. Instead of Hogan. Hogan's number one. Number I can't even budge on Hogan. I'd put him number two. I'd I can budge on six. One. And I can no, budge I on others. <laughs> yeah. But you cannot budge on Hogan. Hogan was the leader of the NWO. Yeah. All the but way he, through. All the way through. But he he was not really the leader. He was like the, the puppet leader. Look like at Nash was the leader. Hogan you know was I mean? the top heel when he was in the WWE, I mean WWF, I mean he was the top face in the WWF. Yeah. Nobody ever knew that this guy could be the top heel in the industry at the same. I, I, it was impossible to fathom. And Hogan, like, but he was at, a, he was a bad guy in Rocky. But he basically, like, look at that. That that was the script called for it. Um, he wasn't a bad guy in Rocky. Actually, he, he was so likable. Uh, they made him the world champion in wrestling right after it. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He, he's a you know, what a cheater. first of all, 
Hulk Hogan's always wrestled as a bad guy or a cheater. He's always raked the eyes. He's always yeah. raked the back. He always yeah. uses closed fists. He never yeah. fucking obeys the rules. Yeah. He's never, even though that Hogan always wrestled as a heel, even though he was a face. Um, whereas, you know, now he's a heel. He's the number one heel. It is what it is. He, he was the greatest heel in his generation, and he was the greatest face in the generation. The man built wrestling. You can't argue with a, it. I, I have at number two. It's not going to be number two. It's going to be. That's look, at, <laughs> if I'm going to budge on all these other ones, which I will budge on all these other ones to move around, yeah. but I will not budge. Listen, listen only one wrestler. Thank you for joining it. us on TNW's Never Sleep Wrestling Time Wrestling. One second. Only one wrestler ended the most significant winning streak in the history of professional wrestling, and his name was Kevin Nash. And he did that as a member of the. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash, and Goldberg did not draw sixty thousand fucking people. Hogan and Goldberg drew sixty thousand people. Yeah, Hogan was great. Hogan, that's why I have number two. That's because he's number one. He's number one. You could ask Goldberg. (laughs) Fuck that shit. Nash and his cattle (laughs) prog, and Nash and the poke of death. Those two reasons puts Nash at two or three. But who was on the other part of the finger poke of doom, bro? Who had to take the strap back with a finger poke of doom? It was only because there was... The whole... Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Turn off your camera all you want. You know you're wrong. It was Hogan's, <laughs> it was Hogan's idea. Look at folks. We are... <laughs> we are in... We're not going to be able to figure this out. We're not going to be no. able to figure this out. You people oh. are going to, to need to go on the Twitter... Or go on the Instagram. We're going to put it up there. Who is the greatest member of NWO? We're going to put three options. We're going to put Hall, who was drunk for half of it. We're going to put Nash, who needed Cottle Prog to fucking beat a guy. And we're going to talk about Hogan, who is the greatest. Who flash paper who, who, to beat some guy. Hogan. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Whatever. We're not even talking about that. He didn't. No, let's talk about Warrior. Oh, okay, twice. Um, yeah, we're just going to say, we're going to put it up. Who is the greatest NWO member of all time? Is it Hogan? Is it Nash? Is it Hall? And let us know what you think. And, um, you know, uh, we should put some of these lists up on the Instagram too. Uh, so we should go back and make some of those lists and put the list of what we think up. And, uh, and yeah. 100%. So, so we're going to put this on the social medias. We're gonna let you people decide. Reese and I can. We're we're out of time. We're already. Oh, we're, we're We're six. We're six minutes into the fucking overtime. This is this is the Iron Man match, which is. I don't even get me started on that match. Um, yeah. So, again, we do have a very similar list. Uh, we match up on a lot of the wrestlers. You don't think six belongs in the top ten? Uh, okay. No, fuck, fuck him. Um, <laughs> he's he's one of those like, yeah, he belongs in neither the worst or best. He's like, if we did top ten mediocre NWO members, yeah, okay, he's number <laughs> if five. We or did, six. If we did the top five, if we did the top six DX members, would he at least be in that? Yeah, he'd be like number seven. Same number seven. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you don't like X Pac. Apparently, you have a problem against X Pac. 
I guess you were never at a Steel Panther concert and you didn't look over and see X-Pac there and think that's fucking cool. I'm at a concert with X-Pac because it happened to me. <laughs> all right. It happened to me. And my buddies were like, did you see, did you, did you make eye contact with him? I said, yeah, you're fucking right. I made eye contact with him. And then my buddy goes, did you flash him a too sweet? I'm like, no. No, I flashed him my dad. No, I didn't. But he said, I should have flashed him a too sweet because he said he probably would have gave it back. You would have. You know how hard it is to be in a metal concert and do this to make to turn this into this, the hands of the hard, devil in a wolf pack. <laughs> it's moving two middle fingers on a thumb. It's fucking. It's like a fret on a basketball. That doesn't make any a sense. Fret on a guitar board. Look at <laughs> what if I told you that my my new number one is just a good Canadian kid named Bret Hart. I I as much as I I did have Bret Hart on the best list, uh, because I did because when they were using Bret Hart and he was the leader of NWO two thousand, I was happy because I'm like finally they're fucking doing something with him. He had the world title. He had uh, Jeff Jarrett. He had Hall and Nash. He had a group of guys behind him, and I like this because my favorite Bret Hart ever was ninety seven Bret Hart. When he had the fucking Hart Foundation and he was the leader of a faction. That's my favorite. So when he was the leader of NWO 2000, I actually liked him in that spot. Even though it didn't fit him, but I liked it. And then Goldberg kicked him in the head. And we never know where that could have went because Jeff Jarrett Kevin took Kevin Nash over. avenged him. Kevin Nash for number one. Kevin Nash avenged him. Kevin Nash for number one. Kevin Nash is not number one. Woo! Folks, <laughs> we are deadlocked and we are out of time. Uh, we are not we are not ending on a hat. This is the worst fourth anniversary I've ever had, and <laughs> <laughs> but this is what it is. What it is. For uh, Never Sleeps Networks, we can't even go on there yet. Reese, where are you? What's going on? Tell me who's on your film show this week. Oh, uh, we got Who Framed Roger Rabbit, classic film. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I don't even have Roger baby. Rabbit on the list. Um, yeah, it's a great one. It's a great. We're we starting the hard boiled detective series on film is dead. And Walter's pick was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So it's a great, great satirical look. That's really good. We Thank should you. have had you on for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a good dude, down boy. <laughs> that's all I can That's the only Roger Rabbit I can do. All you need to do is one thing, and then you can say you can do an impression. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've seen uh, – there's a comedian in Vancouver, great guy, good friend of mine, Patrick Muliha. He can do – like uh, 60 impersonations in 60 seconds. And they're all just like, don't, like, please. It's all just catchphrases yeah, on each one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah you can. So anyways, uh, yeah, so you're going to do uh, Roger Rabbit. Who filmed Roger Rabbit on Film is Dead? Check it out, Film is Dead show on YouTube. And for that, for Reese Turner and for Casey Corbin, uh, four years old, Never Sleeps Networks, talking wrestling. Thank you, all the great people. Uh, talking wrestling uh thanks uh alex and trish and uh, everybody that works over there uh you guys have been a gem for four years and uh folks with that said thank you for letting us put a headlock on your ears for another week and uh, we'll get back to you next week with an all-new wrestling episode of talking wrestling and hopefully an answer to who is the number one nwo member of all time Brother.
Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Thank you.